0: How do you find the will to fight back against a world that wants to keep you sedated, average, and stuck in place? Join us for the tools and strategies you need to create a life of abundance,
1: discipline, and high achievement. This, this This is the Tactical Empire with Jeff Smith.
0: welcome to another edition of the tactical empire today i am here with a good friend of mine who probably has the biggest heart of any man i know uh patrick bolaño sir welcome to the show bro that intro's got me fired up baby yeah that's the first time they've ever played it before so we're doing things different today all different
1: (laughs) Oh shit i thought i was gonna be podcasting with doug today i'm like what happened with jeff
0: Wild Friday morning. Wild Friday morning. You never know what's coming at you. Yeah. How are I'm you, brother? Shorts. How are you?
1: I'm doing awesome, man. Challenge, challenges are plenty, but I'm still awesome.
0: Awesome. I love to hear that. Let's dig into it a little bit. This guy owns uh probably the biggest uh custom trailer builder in the in the country, uh, trailer king builders trailer king's builders out of houston texas so uh he's not only a uh, good friend of mine online he's also right here in my backyard so uh i i appreciate you coming on today man and taking the time um tell me what you're up to and i would love to really discuss the industry of food trucks to an extent And then also like, uh, the, like barriers of entry and what you're doing with, I I know you're masterminding and coaching now with regards to, um, uh, these, these food truck operators and these restaurateurs or aspiring restaurateurs. I want to talk about that journey and like how that's going and what you're seeing with the economy and everything. I want to dig into a bunch of different areas, but first of all, tell me, tell us about like what you do and how you got into it and all that shit. Awesome.
1: Well, if you would have asked me five years ago that I would uh, co-own one of the largest food truck manufacturing companies in the world, um, I would have told you you're fucking stupid. But uh, given what's happened in my life, um, I've always was a nine to five guy, right? Uh, growing up, went to school and then got jobs, um, which I scaled and I was pretty good at, but I wasn't the best until, well, so um, I was handed pretty much a situation that I created myself Five years ago we started this company we've been growing uh since 2018 and you know we hit eight figures last year 2023 has been a challenging year like um, a lot of a lot of the economy the economy is changing for us yep and and having to navigate you know as a new entrepreneur i you know I've, I've helped run businesses before for for other people but it was never mine you know i didn't go to bed thinking about Fuck, how, how the fuck we're going to make payroll? How the fuck? And, you know, uh, yeah. things of that nature. And so, you know, 2023 has been challenging, but we're pushing forward. Um, we are producing um, over 250 projects this year. We, mm-hmm. we have a interesting partnerships that we're working on. We just launched our franchising program. Uh, we just launched a lease to own uh, partnership program with a couple of companies one of ours and others that are in the market so there's a lot of things going on and we just got to keep on keeping on i guess
0: sure 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 i get it man like it um it, so eight figures dude that's fucking phenomenal congratulations That that's a big deal um are you seeing See, I I think this low barrier of entry into entrepreneurship, which I kind of dealt with in my career in the past with these boutique gyms, because you see all these gym owners come in. It's very similar, in my opinion, because it's service based stuff, but like we're doing different things. Um, But you only need a hundred grand to get started or whatever, right? It's kind of the same thing in your space with like the barrier of entry being pretty low for these restaurateurs not wanting brick and mortar, right? So you can come in and start your own food truck for what? What's an example of how much a budget would need to be?
1: For to open comfortably. So you got to differentiate what we do, right? We're vertically integrated, which we weren't in the past. Um, we can convert any mobile um, bus or mob, any anything on wheels. We can convert into a food truck,
0: call okay. it a bus,
1: call it a step van, um, call it a sprinter, right? RVs. Yep anything we could gut it re and re reuse it and um reconfigure it to be a food kitchen. Like we've, we've done school buses, which are 40 feet long. We've cut the roof off and raised it 12 inches and then put it back on, you know, some crazy projects, but we also do trailers. So you could, um the trailers we used to buy from a company out of Waco. And now we actually build the trailers from the ground up. We cut the metal, we weld it, we put it together, we skin it. And so you can either decide, you can have a vehicle that you drive or you could pull a trailer. And for a trailer, on average, $45,000 to get started just for the unit. But that's not all you need to open a business, right? You just, yeah. once you the unit, you need permits, you need inventory, uh, you need to spend on marketing. Um, and then for a food truck, on wheels, anywhere from sixty to 90000 on a used vehicle and then 150000 plus for a brand new truck.
0: Okay. Okay. So, uh, do you see this business model growing? First of all, congratulations on all the vertical inter- integration. I think w- you and I, when we met, you guys weren't doing all that. no And, and so, like, it's super fucking smart, dude. And, and good for you guys uh, with the evolution of your business and continuing to push forward and reinvest. Cause, like, that is only going to return itself in spades over the next few years for you guys. Um, and and it, I'm sure it's exponentially raised the valuation of your company as well, um, just because like, that's the nature of the beast. So tell me um, from a standpoint of the, the like your customer base, is it growing? Is it declining or what are you seeing from people's like? appetite for building obviously you're building 250 units in a year which is fucking more than 20 a month you're putting out um and and this is nationwide so it's not just in the houston area but um are are you seeing more orders coming in or like industry-wide or are you seeing a decline currently so the amount of interest
1: is not declining Think about the amount of people that think they wake up and they want to start a restaurant, right? There's chefs. There's people studying culinary arts every single day. They might be deciding to go be an understudy for another chef somewhere. But I guarantee you a lot of them are thinking, I'm going to go start my own shit. Yeah. So the interest is not declining. There's enough interest to help people get started in this industry. What we're seeing is the most challenging right now is when we used to be able to approve somebody with a decent credit score and a down payment at X amount or whatever, we're not finding those lenders anymore. Those lenders are not there. They just decided to you know, to walk away because it's getting a little riskier for them, right? Interest rates are going up, so the payments are higher the risk of it failing is higher now than it is before. Uh, So before you could start a trailer at 800 bucks a month. Now you're paying 1600. So um, that's the most challenging part right now. And and that's why we decided, you know, you called me, you called me smart earlier because we vertically integrated, but that kind of, you know, we had to do that shit to survive. So I guess I, uh, I benefit from being smart, but just by keeping, just by keep going, right. Just by, um, by looking to, because we had no other choice, man. We had to do it. If not, we would have closed our doors. Yep. Um, so same thing with the lending. We have to find alternative lenders. We have to find people that are willing to risk their money to help people in this industry. Um, I've put up a lot of my own money to help a few mm-hmm. of them because I believe in them. I believe in their brand. And I know they can, you know, they can. Uh, and and there's there's enough interest to go around. Yeah. Um, which is which is phenomenal, right? And it's also the same in the restaurant space. How many restaurants open on a weekly basis? It's got to be in the hundreds of thousands. Not yeah. all of them make it, but everybody wants to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could see the interest definitely still being there. Um, so you're saying that the commercial lines of credit are are causing issues with you yes. guys as well? Okay. I mean, that's the same thing we're seeing in real estate, obviously. Well and, I'll give you and-
1: I'll give you a prime example. I had one lender that used to approve 10 deals a month from went from 10 to zero okay. over overnight. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you do? Like what and they don't they don't pick up the phone anymore.
0: Yeah. You build a bank, baby. That's, That's right.
1: Your- now Spoken. we have to build a bank. Yep. You know, now we have to find investors like Jeff Smith to kick over I some like funds.
0: It. I like it. Banking is what the ballers are doing, so like it's it's the natural progression, babe. So uh, I could see that being difficult. What is the most? What are you? Okay, let me let me ask this question. So if you were to start a startup food truck, um, what do you see success in? Is it unique, um, like experiences? that are winning or is it like old tried and true standard shit that you're selling as far as like fair i mean like what's the difference between what's success and what's not success in that space i mean the operator is very important there's no question but is like personality the key or is the food the key or is like the the hustle the key Are they showing up at all the the great spots and getting those arrangements so they can park out in front of XYZ Park on a regular basis? What are the qualities of a successful food truck operator coming into the industry?
1: What I I tell everybody that comes in here and that wants to start a food truck, you know, I assume that your food is good because it has to be at least good for people to come back. But if people don't know you exist, they can't buy from you. So I see the winners understand technology. They understand social media and they understand that game. If they don't understand that game, they're going to suffer from the start because you could get lucky. Right. You go open up a spot in front of a gas station and it has a shit ton of traffic and you got lucky. Right. Because you were there. People, yep. you know, automatically stop and they eat from your food. But what if you don't have that spot and you didn't get lucky? What if you are mobile? What if you want to, you know, you need people to start following you around. And the highest converting right now social media apps are Instagram and TikTok for food. And there's a ton of foodies making a living from this. And all you have to do is tap into their network, tap into their audience, create videos, food in itself, the way you make it, the way uh, it's produced, the way you eat it um, is, um, enticing, right? Yeah. Yep. Like imagery and video. And so if you're not creating that content and you're not doing that and you don't have the sales, then, you know, sorry, well, there's your problem.
0: So it, it's, it's probably extremely difficult to be a mobile operator, right? Cause your, your clients and customers never know where you're at unless yep. you're, unless you're constantly dropping pins on social media about where you're at on a there's apps for that now too oh okay okay yeah,
1: there's apps that people download like where's the food truck or best food truck or roaming hunger or um there's a number of apps that help you find your local food trucks
0: okay there's so people passionate
1: have- about eating at food trucks brother people yeah. are passionate about their food trucks
0: oh i know i know um but But you have to, it would be a good idea if I were a business owner to be registered with all those apps to make sure I was fucking. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm
1: actually coaching an owner one-on-one. We just started last week. And he reached out to me. He follows me on social media. I've ran a food truck before. But, you know, it's not my day-to-day. But what I do know is how to create leads, how to create engagement, how to create views, how to create attention.
0: Yeah. You're so very he reached out to
1: me. He's like, "Man, I don't have the sales. I'm I'm selling a thousand dollars a week." And the first thing I did was look into his social media. He wasn't existed on on Instagram. We couldn't find his profile on Facebook, and he didn't have a TikTok. So I was like, "How do you expect people to come to your spot when they don't know you exist, bro?"
0: Yeah, yeah. So what do you got him doing? Right now, we got content. we started
1: first. We started first. He wasn't even on Google Maps. I'm like, bro, get on Google Maps register with the <laughs> with these apps that you can have people come to your shop that's your first homework i want you to be on all these apps and i want you to be registered on all these things and next week which was this tuesday i'm going to teach you how to run some ads i need you to buy a gimbal i need you to re- record some videos take some pictures you don't have to hire a professional photographer not yet anyways but if you do want to get some you know it, it might be worth 150 250 bucks
0: yep um,
1: and then um, come with me with, with all that stuff and we'll create some ads for you. And that's what we did. He didn't know how to create ads, he had paid a marketing company $800 to run his social media and they had never done anything for him. Oh man, so I was like, bro, you need to fire them and I'm gonna teach you how to do it and you're gonna do it yourself until you don't have the time to do it and then or the and you have the resources to hire someone else.
0: Is he a one man band running the the truck too? Well, you no, know,
1: he's got a full time job. He's got some somebody running the truck for him.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it, it's it's so crazy that people even over. I I don't even know how you'd run a business these days with uh, and overlook social media, and and not think that you need to be out there.
1: Our success, right. our success is due to building our machine.
0: Yeah. I mean, I didn't didn't make it up myself. I learned it. Right. Right. But I mean, like you, you built that brand equity and brand capital through just consistency online and, and people kind of sell that short for what that can do. But I mean, how many successful people do you and I know that have, have literally done nothing but just post on social media for seven, eight years. And now all of a sudden they're making shitloads of money. It's it's because the difference is that they've been consistent for a long period of time, and like your first three years kind of suck, and like you you start building some momentum. But like the results that these guys have that are out there producing content, adding value, and and showing their processes and like a peek behind the curtain. It's incredible when you get to year five, six, seven, like the results are undeniable for these guys. And yep. and, and it's just been because, I mean, the no like and trust is undeniable because people are like, well, I can look at what you fucking did every Tuesday for the last 10 years. And so um, why do you think that that's not like a natural first step for those people in, in that space?
1: because they don't know the power of what this tools that we were given to us by these, by these programmers. Like, you know, how did we, I used Facebook before like to do stupid shit on it. Yeah. Now I know the power of using it when you're, when you're a business owner and, you know, something I was discussing the other day, which is important too, it can be used for good and bad, right? If you know how to fucking convince and influence people and talk a good game, You can create that no like and trust factor, but then not deliver the product or the service or the thing that you're trying to sell. Yeah. But they, because bad people also are using it. Right. Yeah. So, so it works for everybody. It like, it works even if you, and you know, it's hard to say, but even if you're an asshole, you can make it work for you. Yeah. So, so figure that out and figure out, um, And figure it out quick. But don't use it for bad. Use it for good. Create the value. Sell the product. Deliver on the product and service. And then that's going to help you get more customers. So a lot of people are also uncomfortable, right? When I started doing live videos on Facebook, if you scroll like to five years ago, I probably, you know, I sounded like an idiot. I still sound like an idiot today. But now maybe, you know, it flows a little better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You don't sound like an idiot. You've got good content now, man. It's dialed in. Um, but, but it, again, it comes from years of practice, years of repetition, and and that. So that, that was going to be my next question. Do you think it's like just general discomfort um, that leads them not to do it? Or do you think it's um, it, like them not being clear on, like brand building for people is not necessarily natural, right? Like, I coach a lot of business owners. They opened their business because they wanted to serve a certain audience. And like, so they never really thought of themselves or their business being a brand per se, as opposed to just delivering a service. Mm. So, but, but branding is literally the most important thing you can do. I preach and teach in my masterminds that like, you guys have to have a personal brand because literally that is your, that that's your new resume. And so like, what do you stand for? What do you do? What experience do you have? I better be able to go find it on the internet and, and like see it. So like Jeff came from being a gym owner to being a real estate investor, to being a fucking coach or whatever, all this other stuff. Like I better be able to go out and find all that stuff. Like I'm raising money right now for a self storage facility. You think I can ask those guys for a hundred grand and then be like, Hey, I'm a real estate investor. My name's Jeff Smith. Like likely story, motherfucker. (laughs) And like, uh, but they can't if they can't go find me somewhere and see, like, proof of concept that I've been investing, that I've got all these properties, that I've done this before, and I've got a track record, if they can't find that, like, in, in a push of a button, it, it, it's going to be a no every time, right? And I mean, so-
1: I would assume so, unless you're, like, pitching some really <laughs> dumb people, and there's a lot of them out there, so...
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's just fascinating to me that they also get wrapped around the axle sometimes of like, they, they get very myopic on what they're doing today. And they're like, everybody already knows I do that. And I'm like, yes, but in five years, you may want to do something else. Mm-hmm. And you may want to be something else. And then it goes back to like, who are you as a person? What are your core values? How are you spending your time? Do you have, t- do you have family? Do you have all this other stuff that should also be captured in that personal brand? And and as you make that transition into the next industry, you've got this history of data that like shows people who you are.
1: Right. Like there's a lot of people that don't even have their Facebook profiles public or Instagram profiles public. What do you got to hide? Right. I mean, I get it. Right. You want to be private. OK, fine. You want to be private, but then you're not going to you know create that brand and yeah. people are not going to know who you are um, et cetera. If you go to my Instagram profile, which you guys just shared a little while ago, I share all kinds of stuff, things that interest me. You'll see yep. golf, you'll see jujitsu, you'll see family, you'll see food trucks. Oh, you'll mm-hmm. see sports, baseball. football, baseball. baseball, those things, yeah. right? That's me. That's who I am. Yeah. Um, and you know, my family, Nicaragua, food trucks, that's, that's who yeah. I am. That's what I share. There is no consistency. Like there is no, like, what do you call it? Like a strategy to it. I just share Whenever yeah. I feel like sharing, I'll share and put shit up there.
0: Well, I think the biggest mistake I made coming into my gym when I first opened it. And this is a good like sample set test case because I'm I'm the guy who like wanted to be super private and wanted to like not put my stuff out on the internet for yeah. sure. Um, but I had I had learned that. I, I think I had learned that in the corporate world. And so I grew up in the corporate world in the, after I got out of the military, I went into a fortune 50 company. I fucking, I learned that you go to work, you show up at work. And then when you get off, you're a different person or whatever, right? Which which company? State Farm is who I worked for, for years, um, 18 years and, uh, at their corporate headquarters. Um, and so they, I mean, I did a whole bunch of other shit while I was working there, obviously, or I wouldn't. I'd be fucking 70 years old. But no, uh,
1: I mean, not to down corporate America, because you learn a lot if you're in the right place.
0: I, yes.
1: Yeah, I worked for Citibank for a few years. That fucking place Look, was cool.
0: I, I, I'm a huge proponent of younger people going there because of the the continuing ed available To you in those spaces, they have huge budgets for continuing education. They have huge budgets for research and development. If you're a young dude that wants to learn a lot of shit, it's a the corporate world is a great place to be, and those skills parlay into business ownership or running a business for someone else as an entrepreneur. Um, I, I tell the people I coach all the time to go hire people from those those big conglomerates because the guys don't really want to work for them. They'd rather work for a more agile, small company, but like you can't afford the continuing education that they've got over the last five or 10 years in in that role. And so, but my point though about the social media side of things is you kind of went into that world. I'm talking like 2005 to 2015, you kind of went into that world and and like you kept your private life private. And so when I opened my gym in 2011, I kind of separated myself from the gym and ran it like a corporation. And like we had cookie cutter fucking social media, but I wasn't ever present on them. There was no personalization to the whole thing at all. And that was a mistake that I executed on for probably five years till 2016, 2017. And I didn't have any social media presence until then at all.
1: Well, that now you have, that's why you have like the Sean Whalen's and the Ryan Stumans And, the. you know, they started in 2009, 2010 doing what we're doing now in 2021. Uh, That's when I started in 2019 and they have a decade to 15 years ahead of us.
0: Yep. Yep. And, and they got all that natural capital from doing that work. And, and so like that yeah it's it's just interesting to watch but i think that it's it's super important i still talk to people today in 2023 that are like it they they have the mindset of me in 2016 they're like i don't need this i've got a i I, i've built a business to the point i want it to be and like i'm going to disappear to the woods i'm like bro you might be a millionaire but you're not a fucking trillionaire you ain't disappearing to the fucking woods like
1: okay right I mean to eat the yeah. wrong, I guess, bro, because I don't want to this is, I don't want to end up where I'm here right now.
0: Yeah. This is yeah. not
1: my this is my this is not my this is not my ride into the sunset. Um I don't know if I'll ever ride into the sunset, but right, this is not it for me. Like we're we're That's fucking true. going. We only get one shot at this. Growth. growth. One. You're only here once. Yep. So I'm gonna make it fucking count. <laughs>
0: I mean, I kind of understand the perspective of like wanting the simplicity of it, but like what you don't understand is the, the, the risk you're taking about the future. Like if a loaf of bread costs a hundred fucking dollars in 10 years and you only have a million bucks and you stopped running for nine years because you you just didn't want to like, you're going to be sorry in 10 years when a loaf of bread is a hundred dollars. Right, you're gonna wish you kept that thing, that fucking flywheel turning the whole time, because you don't want to slow down the momentum that you've built. And these guys are people that have built a business. I'm like, man, you have to have like, why do you not want it to grow? If you just if you put it in neutral, it's gonna die.
1: Uh And like, what's the most what's the common answer?
0: They they don't believe me yet. They Um, don't believe me yet. It's not what
1: what I've learned is. Can't control what people think or say or do. So fuck it.
0: Well, yeah, of course. I mean, and that's that's why I just go about my business and try to lead by example. Cause yeah. like, I, I think if people watch you enough, like it, it, it plants a seed in their head of what they should be doing. And, and like, I'm not saying everything I do is what I should be doing. I'm just saying I, my way is not necessarily the way. Like, whatever your way is, is fucking great for you. But, um, the the biggest complaint i have about business owners and all of them that i've worked i've worked with thousands they all think they're different and they're not and that that's their biggest kryptonite they're like i don't need that because i'm different than x y and z and i'm like no none of this is different we've all been here before like right <laughs> ten thousand years ago we were doing the same conversation it was about different fucking shit <laughs> like, <laughs> it's about killing saber two tigers back then yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's it's just funny to watch, but um tell me what you're most excited about going into 2014. 2024? Yes, that's what I mean. 2024.
1: We've <laughs> let me remember 2014. How long ago was that? That was a decade ago. I was still <laughs> an employee then. Um man, I'm excited on the for the projects that we have going on. Um I'm excited you know, to see my, my kids grow up, my two youngest kids are, are growing up too fast. My daughter is going to college next year. So that's going to be exciting. I don't want her to go too far from home. Um, I'm excited to see where our company can go in 2024, given all these projects that we have and, um, we're pushing like it's a push every single day. So growth, you know, we've been in talks with PE firms in the past, maybe that, can play something in the future in 2024. Um, So we have a lot of cool projects that are keeping us busy. And that, you know, I sit back and like, like the other day someone came in and they're like, wow, you you know, this place is impressive. Like, I don't get impressed coming in here anymore. Yeah. Um, So you have to sit back and, 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 and be one, be grateful for where we're at. Right. Because it's the only way for, for that abundance to keep coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Don't entertain those PE fucking offers until the interest rates start dropping, baby. Let them get back in the forest. So they're throwing big checks out there. Come on, <laughs> come on, call me, call me if you need. They're uh, knocking on the door, baby. They're <laughs> knocking on the door. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Wipe the, clear those goggles off. They're blurry right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man. I, uh, I'm super excited about next year. I, I'm super excited about, like, I know that the perception is that, like, the economy sucks and all this other shit. The The thing that I'm most thrilled about is, like, it, being surrounded by real estate investors and shit is, is, it's fun because, like, when the money dries up, you watch how creative people can get, and it... it I mean, it's just it, this whole year has been fascinating to watch because uh, I mean, the lending has been the spigots have been completely turned off, and and the the fascinating things that you see going on, the deals that are getting done, the people who are actually charging forward still mm-hmm. in the environment are yeah. who I want around me, and who I like. That's who I want to be surrounded with, and and so that that part is fun, and even even from a business owner standpoint. I, I really love getting around the people that are energized about this time because I see this time as like, we're going to look back on the next two years as like our 2008, 2009 moments. And and the people that kept on fucking running the ball during those periods of time came out 10, 20 X ahead of where they started in 06. And yeah, like, yeah. I, I think we're, we're in that, muddy mess right now and and the people that are still just out here making progress and making moves and taking risks and continuing to take up market share uh like we're going to be exponentially ahead of where we started in 2022 2023 like we thought we were having some good times then i think when we pop out of the back of this in 26 27 like we're those of us that kept on moving are gonna be like miles ahead,
1: bro. Well, 2021 was a great year for us. 2021 was like we were balling. Um, but you know, something that my man, my mantra right now: you only lose if you quit, baby. So yep. there is no quit. Yeah. So and and plus we're getting older, bro. I'm getting older. Shit, 44 <laughs> years old. I got to figure you out. I'm not. I don't even know how many more years I have left, but if I live that way for the remaining 25, 35 years, I hear hear some people try, I'm going to live 150. Like, uh, good luck with that, fucker. But um,
0: I'm trying to get another 100.
1: Another 100?
0: Yeah. How
1: the hell are you going to do that?
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. Start taking care of myself. Well, I mean, by start, I mean keep taking care of myself and then up the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be able to accomplish that. I, I'll believe it. I don't know if I'll be around to see it. So, but that's the Still. way going forward. You know, it helps me um, make some decisions that I may, you know, be stalling on. Like, um, like people say midlife crisis, I guess that's my midlife crisis. Cause I've, you know, I think about death all the fucking time now.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. I do too, man. I, I, I mean, I I always have though, since I was like 20, but like, it's the acceptance of it. And then moving forward, like the planning to have a really long runway, but knowing that today might be the day, like that's a different mindset. And like, that's the mindset I approach things with. Like I look at, I look at my life, like I've got a huge runway and like you look at all these dreams and these things you want to accomplish and the shit you want to buy and where you want to live and what you want to do and the experiences you want to give your kids. And for me, man, I'm 44 years old too. So like, we're the exact same age. Like I truly believe that like, there's absolutely nothing I can't do in the next 30 years. Like there's no reason I can't have all this shit. Like I'm starting from a very good place. I'm not like penniless. It's not like I'm fucking 18 learning skills. Like I've got skills we've got capital like and and i i've got a willingness to do it for fucking 50 more years so like why can't you have all that shit exactly like, literally there's nothing that's out of reach if you're willing to reframe your mindset to be like i'm going to do it for 50 years yep and so like it, that part i i i don't envy people that can't get there with their minds mm-hmm. like it, and Cause that, that's sad to an extent. Cause I think that like the biggest thing everybody says when they're on their deathbed or whatever, right. It's the shit that they regret that they didn't do the chances they didn't take. Like for me, man, like I'm just trying to play it full out the whole time and be like, fuck it. I'm going to go out like with my hair on fire.
1: Exactly. But you know, you're not going to do stupid shit. Right. Right. But, but I agree. That's the way that is the way. And you know, when I changed, everything can change when you change. And in 2017, I changed mentally, right? Um, And everything changed for me. Everything changed. Like right now, there could be a total collapse of the economy. And I won't fucking, uh, I won't quit, right? I'll figure it out. Yep, yep. And that's it. And it's it's all up here, baby. It's all up here.
0: Doug wants us to talk about your investments. What have you been investing in recently?
1: Bro, not crypto, not NFTs. (laughs) I mean, maybe I should have bought some Bitcoin because it's going up, but I'm I'm done investing in things that I don't understand and that I can't, you know, um, most of my investments right now are locked up, long-term investments that I made in 2021. Um, Right now, everything is going back into my company. Yep. And I'm focusing on growing the company that we have, that I know is a great um product and so um I, I don't even think i could afford to go get any real estate right now with given the payments that you have to make if you have to get a loan and shit like that and i was lucky in 2022 that i bought my house the first interest rate that i got approved for was nine and a half percent um yeah. i said hell no i ain't mind that house at percent, bro. You know, I was paying my, you know what? My, my lease on the house that I live at was 2,300 bucks. You know what my monthly payment is right now with my, with my mortgage and my escrow and my taxes, 4,500.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It went from 2,300
0: to $4,500. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: I decided to buy and, uh, you know, I don't know if Cardone is right or if he's wrong, but shit, just looking at the payments that I have to make every month, I'd rather go back to leasing.
0: Well, yeah, but uh, I mean, they can't lease it to you at a loss like that either. So, they, I mean, they're you rents know who are going-
1: There was a, it was somebody from mainland China. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: No shit. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You're, you're invested in some apartment syndications too, right?
1: Uh, we put some money into Moonlight Villas.
0: Okay, That's how's that going?
1: Not good. <laughs> Not good. Like, there's no clarity. There's no.
0: Uh,
1: I mean, they're doing something to try to, you know, keep that shit afloat. But uh, again, where's you, that?
0: A- where's that property located? Florida. Okay.
1: Um, Saint Augustine, I think, or close to Saint Augustine. Gotcha. Um, you know, they invested in the with the wrong partners because apparently there's some legal battles going on now. Mm. Uh, something that was supposed to be easy. Nothing is ever easy, but, you know, yeah. they sell it that way. Yeah. Um, turned out to be a shit show. So, But I've got some, uh, you know, I have some investments in like Everbull corporate. Um, yep. I didn't invest in an Everbowl store with with the people that invested in that thing. So, But Everbull is doing well. That's a long-term play everything I have is long-term like yep. And it's got, there's gotta be an exit, right? I don't have any cash flowing investments other than mm-hmm. my own business. So I don't have um, all the investments I have are equity. That is a long-term play. And if it plays out, it could be a five X, 10 X, 15 X. Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, that sucks, man. Well, I mean, it, it kind of does suck. Cause like, I, I mean, the, the 5x, 10x capital play is great, but like I'm I'm a cash flow guy big time. Um, because like that's really all that matters to me. Um, but but I like what you said about reframing your shit because I think I got caught up it. Well, I know I got caught up in the same fucking stuff. Um, over the past 15 months, if you will. Like I made some dumbass moves and invested in some things, uh in some crypto deals and some like blockchain investments that i the money just evaporated of course and uh (laughs) magically uh, (laughs) these motherfuckers are magicians but i'm on the same train though i'm like what the fuck are you doing jeff like when i go to evaluate it i'm like you know business you 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 know how to sell and you know how to do real estate like why would you leave those verticals at all Bro,
1: I bought bought a Walmart, I mean, an Amazon automation store. I basically just fucking lit $35,000 on fire.
0: I just had a guy call me and quit my inner circle group for um, the, he he called me and told me he was going to put his money into it in Amazon store. And he's like, I've got to just focus on this. I can't do real estate. And I'm like, bro, I understand. Good luck.
1: <laughs> you need to go fucking save his ass. What are you doing?
0: Well, it, like, of all the times to get into those fucking things? Like now, it, it, like you're you're on the trail end of the bad deal. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> the the getting was good three years ago in that space, and uh, so yeah, I mean. I, I did some crypto stuff, mostly different crypto investments. And then I did another one that went completely south too. And a couple rug pulls. I probably lost 100 and hundred and hundred and twenty-five grand last year on FX? just yeah, I did that. I lost I lost sixty on that one. And
1: uh I remember we were talking about that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember that. I was letting it compound and letting it roll. I never even did a draw out of it. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough because I should have pulled my principal. Lesson learned. Um,
1: Let me, let me, I got to go into that backstory because I remember (laughs) our conversation and I know how they tried to sell it to me. Yep. And they were downplaying. When I knew this guy was full of shit was when he said, I hate fucking real estate because- because you don't make any money, you make more money over here. I'm like this yeah. guy's fucking full of shit. And that's when I said, "You, sorry, I can't do this."
0: Yeah, he. Uh, I don't. I don't know that he intended on it going south, um, but I mean, nobody does, right? That, that's the thing about those Ponzi schemes. Like, come on, bro. If you're on the front end of the Ponzi, you can make a lot of money it, with without screwing over a lot of people but if you're on the back end of the ponzi it's it's where you're at in the pyramid
1: <laughs> when you're uh, uh when the walmart automation guys are flying in private jets and uh living a lavish lifestyle i was that that didn't ring uh, that didn't go off as a red flag to me back then oh man
0: yeah, you yeah you but, learn. like you said
1: you live and you learn buddy
0: yeah i love I love what you said though about being focused on like doubling down on what you're talented in and like I, I i won't make that mistake anymore it was a good smack in the face um on like where i need to stay focused so i mean we're looking at buying 50 more houses in the next like eight months and so i i've i've redirected my focus i, I i'm clear on what i'm good at and <laughs> i'm just and and with that 30 40 year trajectory I'm, I'm smacking myself. I'm like, dude, just do what you do. Like look at the fucking compounding effect of if you just stay focused for that period of time and don't deviate to all this dumb shit. Like you can't stop that train. And
1: I agree percent, so, thousand percent. Hell yeah.
0: And, and I mean, that's the biggest lesson. If people, people always ask you like, what, what would you teach your young self, your 20 year old self, stuff like that. Like, you don't know what you don't know, but like find something and and grow your skill set and stay focused on it. Like, I mean, I would get in real estate and I would buy a property a year. And, and then like, e- even if you don't like real estate, really, because you're going to have at this point, if I started when I was 20, I would have 24 properties if I stayed on that trajectory. And then nothing more, nothing less. If you decide to get into it, you're ready to leap because you've got a portfolio of properties already and shit by that time like some of your properties are paid off because mm-hmm. they've been sitting there imagine so-
1: how much they're worth now
0: yeah exactly
1: 20 years ago
0: exactly so like it, we we get overzealous and try to overcomplicate things yeah and yep. and that's the way it is we want it now shiny instead. object
1: syndrome shiny object syndrome that was
0: or we just playing stupid <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, there's there's a little of both, uh, but like, guys, this is if if anything for the listeners, this is a good lesson that like you're sitting here with two people who have done some things, and we're telling you within the last fucking 16 months, 18 months, we've made some pretty egregious errors that are like rookie mistakes. <laughs> and so you're we were trying to hit
1: home runs with a man on third, and all we needed was the freaking
0: sacrifice fly out. single. yeah yep yep and so like just just understand no matter where you're at in your journey like you are your biggest (laughs) fucking competition usually what's between your ears is usually your biggest competition uh that's right (laughs) (laughs) oh man well dude thanks for coming on today i really appreciate you you uh have any other thing you want to leave the audience with or want to talk about
1: Just keep going. Don't quit. Don't quit.
0: I love that mantra too, dude. I love that mantra.
1: If you don't quit. So
0: there's always a way, regardless of whatever. Like, that's one thing I've learned over the years is that like, regardless of how dire your situation appears, like there is always a solution. That's right. And the only and just like with your quitting analogy, like the only time you haven't run up against a solution to solve your problem is because you've quit looking for solutions. Yes, and sir. and so I, I love that mantra for you. i I subscribe to it myself. I, I hope others do as well because as long as you just keep pushing forward and work on expansion and forgiveness of like whatever shit you did yesterday, Like we're all making mistakes. That's why we're sharing some of the mistakes. Um, If, if Pat and I sat here and fucking cried over spilled milk and lost focus because of what happened over the last few years with some sideways investments, we would be stealing the productivity of what we're doing moving forward. And Neither neither of us is doing that. We're just focused forward with blinders on. So do the same guys. Thanks for coming on, man. I, I know it was late notice. Um, my wife told told me to tell you hi and uh, we need to get together very soon.
1: Miss you guys. I miss you guys.
0: Yeah, same, brother, same. I appreciate you.
1: Appreciate you too.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. We'll, 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 see, you, we'll see you on the next episode. Next episode of the Tactical Empire.